0: Block talk radio Building
1: the nation with the word of the Lord Teaching the people the love of God Kingdom
0: Kingdom
1: Kingdom
0: Empower
1: Perfect. But I have sure been faithful See God's got a purpose yes. And I know he's evil I've got a seed in the ground That he's blessing No more stressing I've got a seed in the ground Now I'm knowing and it's showing there's nothing.
2: is already getting better. Hallelujah. It's not what's yet to come. It's what already is. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Welcome to prayer, praise, and the word of God. I am your host, Elder Coilette James. I apologize for being a little late coming into the broadcast tonight. This had a few little technical glitches that I had to work out, but thanks be unto God, here we are. We have joined one another in the spirit realm to give God the praise, to give him the glory, to give him the honor. For all glory, all praise, and all honor is due unto him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, I pray that you had a phenomenal resurrection weekend. That you were able to, to examine what it was um, that was done on your behalf on the cross, that you took the time, as I encouraged you last week, to do your research on the Passover and to understand the full depth of what transpired. And and here's a little tidbit for you. If you really did your homework like you should have, did your research on the Passover, then you'll understand the three days that Christ spent in the tomb. It wasn't about a Friday, Saturday, and he got up on Sunday. So if you did your research, because I know that's a question that people have, well, how did he stay in the grave for three days if he didn't die until Friday night and got up on Sunday morning? If you did your research on Passover you'll recognize that it wasn't just about a Friday Saturday and getting up on Sunday. Passover this week actually took place it began on Monday night um, so you have to you had to go in and, and definitely research the Jewish calendar. I encouraged you to do that because I wanted you to get a greater understanding of the whole concept of what happened. Once you get that understanding, then it took on a whole new meaning or it should have taken on a whole new meaning for you as to really the the um, extent of what Christ did. You see that first Passover when the death angel passed over the children of Israel in Egypt and attacked the firstborn of every Egyptian household or every household that did not have the blood of the The lamb on its doorpost, that deaf angel came and visited, and the the firstborn of humans, animals, whatever it was, died that night. The firstborn was consumed. But the word teaches us that the firstborn in Christ is always dedicated unto God. The firstborn in the Jewish faith is dedicated to God, and we are part of that lineage and that heritage, and I'm not going into that real deep tonight because that's not not the focus that God has given me, but I'm praying and I'm hopeful, as I say it, that you guys did your research last week and you studied up on it and got a clearer understanding um one day i will have probably rabbi sammy come on and and really go into a deep a deep teaching and open those things up i encourage you and, and this is something that you really really should do is to find yourself a messianic synagogue wherever you are. A messianic synagogue is where Jewish believers go to worship that believe in Christ. They believe that Yeshua HaMashiach literally was the son of God. They believe in his, his death, burial, and resurrection. They believe him to be their, servant, their savior. They're not yet waiting for the Messiah. They believe that this Messiah has come. And I encourage you to get into um, a messianic synagogue on, on occasion and learn. Learn your history. Learn your roots. Because we've been engrafted into the children of Israel through the lineage of Abraham because of our belief in God. God has adopted us into his family. I'm not here to teach on that tonight either. But there's so much that we are missing in the body of Christ because we have closed ourselves off to the true teachings, to the history of the church, to the history of your lineage. And it's important to, 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 to learn that. Um, I I was really excited, God, to place something in my heart today, and um, in the weeks to come, we're going to start really looking into the furthering of the kingdom of God. We're going to really start looking into our purpose and our destiny, and some of us have that mentality that we're just here for this limited time, and then we die, and we go to heaven, and that's it. We're just going to dance and sing around heaven all day long. But if you study your word to show yourself approved, if you go into the Word, Word of God you will see you will see and you will learn that heaven is just for a time. We come back to reign on the earth realm, the new Jerusalem. You need to get in your word and study the furthering of the kingdom. That when Christ comes and parts the sky, that we come back with him. And we set a reign and rulership in the earth realm. So there's a lot to it and I'm excited to get into the the study of it so that I can even get a better understanding for it of myself. Um, Because God was showing me some things today, and it just really, in my spirit, just kind of leaped. And it was like, okay, Lord, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I love it when God takes us into new revelation knowledge. It's new to us. It's not new to him, but it's new for us to learn more of him. See, that's the beauty of God, that you never get stale in your study of God because you can never learn all there is to learn of him. And he will take you step by step and open up new and exciting avenues for you. I know when he first took me into the study of the covenant and what a blessing that was to really understand that, you know, we cannot get so caught up in searching out the blessing and wanting to be blessed that we miss the covenant of God. And if those of you that have followed me and you know me, that's something that, Um, I teach on often, and I will always somehow try to get it into whatever it is that we're dealing with so that it will cause you to even go deeper in your studies. But to understand, because we miss it, we miss it, we miss it. If all we're doing is going after the hand of God, if all we're doing is searching after God to get his blessings, then we have completely missed the whole picture of why Christ came. It, you you've just you've completely missed it. And I believe that if God takes us further into the studying on what's to come, it's gonna take us even deeper into a new revelation and even greater depth of understanding of what God has called us to. Our purpose and our destiny is far greater than we can ever imagine. And it's because God has this this vivid picture that he has already already worked out and mapped out this vivid life for us, and we are the only thing hindering ourselves. We we want to talk about and give credit to the enemy, to the devil, but when you really come down to it, we are our greatest enemy because we are the ones that will hinder our growth. The enemy can't do anything that we don't allow him to do. So know that. Please know that. Please, please, please know that. So we are our own enemy. We are our own hindrance, and we're going to deal with that a little later in the broadcast. But right now, I just want to say, again, welcome to the broadcast. I want to get in some more praise. I want us to get into the mindset of giving ourselves unto God, of clearing our our minds, of just giving him adoration, and then we're going to go into some prayer, and then we're going to go into a little study. But really, 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 I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that these Monday evening broadcasts are, are exciting you to dig deeper into your walk with God, to dig deeper into what God has for you, and to, to get to a whole nother level of worship in him. Because as you unravel the mysteries of God, you cannot help but unravel deeper depths of worship of him, of honor for him. He does not hide himself from you. He hides himself for you. He hides himself and gives you a trail to track down his mysteries so that you will hunger and thirst and chase after him. Because the more you chase after him, the more you desire him, the more you hunger and thirst for him, the more you pull on his anointing, the more you pull on his heart, and the more he will reveal himself unto you. We serve a great and a mighty God. Hallelujah. We serve a great and a mighty God. And my desire for every single one of you is not to miss anything that God has for you. I don't want to see you fall short in any area of your life. God has greatness within you. There's greatness ahead of you. There's greatness all around you, and I don't want you to miss any of it. I really want you to embrace him more than you embrace life. Because you get to that place that he is that life. He is that one that you chase after. He is that one that gives you the the right standing, the the um the strength that you need to get through the day to day trials and whatever. He's the one that will get you to that place of faith in him. That's why And let me say this. This is why faith is the currency of heaven. It has nothing to do with money. He said that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Why? Because without faith, you can't believe him for the supernatural. Without faith, you can't believe him for his leading, his guiding, and his directing you. Without faith, you cannot believe him for your daily needs. Without faith. In him, you first must believe, you first must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And in our studies, as we further ourselves in the knowledge of what our, our occupation is, he said to occupy until He returns." we need to learn about our occupation. How are we to occupy? Until he returns, it's not just to be sitting there trying to lavish up all the riches and glory on yourself. When he blesses you, he blesses you to be a blessing to others. So we have to get into that mindset of, oh, wow, God, I desire your blessings so that I can be that conduit and be a blessing unto others. Not that I just want to live in the finest home, I want to drive the best car, I want to have the bling bling, I want to dress the best that there is. No. It is so that, God, I can be your living example to the power and the might and the glory that you shine upon your children so that others will be drawn to you not for your hand's sake but for your sake. They're drawn to you because of your love. They're drawn to you because of your blessings. And those blessings are not just the tangible things. The tangible things are given to us to pass on to others. The true blessings is the indwelling thing, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the knowledge of who God is. That's the blessing. Ah, but amen, amen. God is good. God is good. God is good. Um, Hallelujah. Uh, We're going to listen to what are we going to do, Lord? You tell me, Father, where are you taking us? Where are you taking us? Hallelujah. Okay, so we are going to give him some more worship, and then as soon as this goes off, and it's only a couple of minutes, just, we're just setting the atmosphere for worship, we're going to go right into prayer, so hallelujah, just get your mindset, and understand that prayer is continuation, our prayer is a continuation of our worship and our adoration unto God, hallelujah, we give you praise, we give you praise, hallelujah, Hallelujah, yes, yes, oh God.
1: Ah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, we stand in awe of you, oh God. We stand in awe of you. let
1: God, mighty God, you are awesome in you this place, you are awesome in this place, of a father, you yes, are yes. worthy of all praise.
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are awesome in this place, almighty Father. Hallelujah. Lord God, we invite you in. Hallelujah. We know you're already here, oh God, but we want to go on record of saying you are welcome. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in our hearts, oh God. You are welcome to take over our mindset. You are welcome to tabernacle in our spirit, oh God. You are welcome in this place. hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you that you are a gentle, God. You are halababoshanda. You are always mindful of your children. You do not force yourself upon us, oh, Lord God. You don't force your blessings upon us. You don't force your, your, your nothing. You don't force yourself on us, oh, God. But you're always mindful of us. And we are so very, very grateful for that, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you for loving us, oh, God. We thank you for your unconditional love, Father. We thank you for your forgiveness, oh, Lord God. Father, as we're coming out of this season of celebrating the resurrection, oh, Lord God, we come out of it with a mindset, Lord God, to praise you all the more, to understand the passion of Christ was out of place, oh, Lord God, that He we was so prominent in his life, in his heart, oh, Lord God, that his passion was to give of himself for us, oh, Lord. And we are so, so grateful, Lord, that he did, that he loved us unto death. He loved us unto death, the death of the cross. And then, Lord, you loved us so much that you didn't allow it to stay that way, Father, because had he not arose with our power, we could not arise in you. So you loved us enough, Lord, not to leave him or us in that grave, we were thinking we were in our own sin nature we were in our own grave lord god of 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 evilness and and oh god of all wretched wretchedness lord Some of us, Father God, were murderers. Some of us were thieves, oh God. Some of us were liars. Hallelujah. We were fornicators. We were whoremongers, oh Lord God. We were addicts, Father God. We were alcoholics, oh God. We were everything conceivable, Lord God, that you hated and detested. But God, you didn't leave us in the midst of that. And when Christ rose with all power, Lord God, he brought us out of that muck and that mire with him. And we are so grateful for that, Lord God. thank you so very much for not leaving us in our pit of despair, for not leaving us in our sickness, in our disease, for not leaving us, oh, God, in our depression, for not leaving us in our low self-esteem, for not leaving us in our lies, for not leaving us, oh, Lord God, in our confusion, for not leaving us, Lord God, to be prey for the enemy. Ah, Roshela Vasa, you loved us so much. You loved us unto life. You loved us unto life, that we may live again, that we may live in the freedom and the power of what you have come to give us, O oh God. And we're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful. As we elevate you in our hearts, as we elevate you in our spirit, as we elevate you in our minds, Lord, you carry us to a higher height, oh God, in you. You take us to a deeper depth of understanding of who you are, Father God, and we are so grateful. We are so grateful, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God, that this walk with you, Lord, never gets boring and never gets stale, oh Lord God, because each and every day there's newness, Lord God. There's new revelations, there's new benefits, there's new blessings, oh God. There's new awakenings, Lord God. There's a newness to every day. You have told us that this is the day that you have created. You've given us reason to rejoice and be glad in it, Father. As long as we can keep our eyes and our focus on you, Lord God, we will never get constrained in the cares of this world, Father. We will never be bound by the worries, Lord God, that the world is bound in, Father God, because you've given us liberty. You've given us freedom in you, Lord God. You've given us the ability to praise our way through and out of every situation and every circumstance. You've given us the ability, God, to see you in the midst of the situation. You've given us the ability, oh God, to know that we fight from our victory and not for our victory. You've given us the ability to stand strong in you, to stand upright with head lifted high, knowing that we know that we know that we know that we've already won the battle. Hallelujah. Because you, Lord God, are our victor. Oh, we thank you on tonight. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Father. We thank you for gracing us, oh God. With your presence, we thank you for gracing us, Lord God, with the awareness that you are ever-present with us. There's nowhere we go that you don't go with us. To the depth of the stairs, you're there to lift us up. To the highest height, you are there to enjoy the view with us. You are everywhere we are and all in between. So we thank you, Austin. Thank you for loving us through it all, oh, God. Thank you for standing strong in us. Thank you for carrying us through it all, oh, God, through it all. And then thank you, Lord, for a fresh revelation of your word. Thank you for a fresh awakening of who you called us to be. Ah, hallelujah. Sometimes we walk in tradition, oh, Lord God. Sometimes we walk in religiosity, oh God. Sometimes we just walk in confusion because of the things we've been taught and we've heard repeated in our psyche over and over again. But some of those things are false doctrines, oh God, and we thank you for opening up our eyes. We thank you for taking the scabs off of them so we can clearly see, so that we can have vision. It's not just about sight, but so that we can have vision. Without a vision, the people perish. We cannot have a vision without you. We need your vision. We need your vision on a daily basis, so we thank you every day for opening up you to us. Hallelujah. Now, Father, you have prepared a word for me tonight, O oh God. I pray that you would use my vocal cords, Lord, to speak it forth. I pray that the hearts and the minds of the people are in tune and ready to hear what thus saith the Lord. I pray, O oh Lord God, that we will receive your word in our spirit, O oh Lord God, and allow it to resonate and transform our thinking and transform how we perceive different situations in our lives, O oh God. I give you praise for it. To you, to you, and to you alone be all the glory, all the honor, Lord God. We thank you on tonight. Hallelujah. Ah, great and mighty God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, hallelujah, above all else, reveal yourself to us, oh God. Above all else, reveal yourself to us, oh God, as we worship you as we give the glory and honor unto you, O God. If we have found favor in your sight, Lord God, then reveal yourself unto us all the more. We give you praise. It is in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ that we worship you and we decree it is so.
1: Let your worship you, my I'll try. for me now.
2: glory, glory, that should be our desire, to be where he is, and not just so much in the physical, but to be one with God, to be where he is, is to follow after him, to know that we are walking out what he has commanded us to do, and that's what we kind of want to touch on tonight, is walking out the things that God commands us to do, and to recognize that he has purpose and destiny in everything that he says and declares in our lives. And sometimes we miss it. Sometimes when we hear something or we, we study a certain scripture or, or something is presented to us, we don't understand the totality of what it is that God is saying or what it is that he's trying to work and to do through us. We're going to start the study tonight, and, and I see I have someone on the line that um, kind of like have the hand up or asking a question. I will pull you into the broadcast as soon as I finish this teaching. but I don't want to break the flow right now with questions or even comments or what have you. We'll do that um, at the end of the broadcast just so you know I'm not ignoring you, I do see this to be the name of the Lord. We're going to start in Second Timothy tonight in the second chapter of Second Timothy. And this is something that is very close to my heart because God revealed this to me many, many years ago. In my walk and in my warfare, in my struggles in life, and it has helped me not to get caught up in what the world says needs to be happening at a specific time and place in my life. The Word of God says in Second Timothy, second chapter, the fourth verse. It says, "No man that warreth entangleth himself." with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strives for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strives lawfully. In other words, as a soldier of God, as being called into the kingdom of God as one of his own, Okay, we all have warfare that we have to deal with on a daily basis. I don't care where you are in the Lord. You can be a babe in Christ. You can be seasoned in Christ. You can be in leadership in Christ. No matter what level you're on, there's going to be warfare, and you're going to have to deal with the situations at hand. However, the word says that no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. And so you sit and you think and you ponder, how is it that I can be here in this earth realm, be on a job, be in a family unit, be a a citizen of earth and not get entangled in the things that's going on around me? How could that be? I mean, it's like it's impossible because I've got a family. (laughs) Excuse me. I've got coworkers. I've got life just coming at me at at the speed of light. Okay, it's like life is just happening all around me. How can I not get entangled in what's going on? I don't understand. That's that's where most of us find ourselves. And then he says that it may that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. Now let me read this to you out of the Amplified. That was the King James Version. The Amplified says no soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. Now my husband was in the service. Okay, he was in the Air Force for 12 years. And I talked to him about his service so that I could get a better understanding about this. This was years ago. And and as I've talked to him and any of you that have been in the military or in the military, you know this is to be true. When you're in the military, you are told when to get up, you are told when to lay down, you are told what to dress, you're told where to go. You are given orders, and you cannot allow what's going on in the world system to cause you to detour off the orders that you have been given. And it's the same way in God. When we enlist, when he enlists us, he He commandeered us, okay? When he enlisted us in his service and we accepted the call, we accepted the call to be part of his army, to be part of his family. It, it, and you're saying, I don't accept the call to be in any army. No. Let me, uh, let me explain this to you so that you clearly understand. The moment you ex- Christ, okay? The warfare was on. And, and I would go a step farther. The warfare was on before you accepted Christ because the enemy didn't want you to do that. But please know that once you did do that, once you fought past what the enemy was trying to do to destroy you before you could get to that, then it was really on and popping. Because the, the warfare that the enemy rages against the children of God is real. It is real. But as I said a few moments ago, We are our worst enemy, not the enemy called the devil. He is not our worst enemy. We are because we allow ourselves to get entangled in everything that's going on around us, and we miss God. We miss the strategies of God. We miss the the directions of God. And when we miss that, then we we continually allow ourselves to be open prey for the enemy to come in and attack our lives. So we need to shift our mindset. We need to get clarity on what it is that God is calling us to do. And in order to do that, we have to be a single-minded focus. Our focus has to be set. And what is it set on? It's set on the desires and wishes of God in our life. (laughs) Excuse me. That's where our focus has got to be set. God, what are you calling me to? God, what are you saying to me? God, what do you desire for me to do in the midst of this situation? <laughs> Excuse me. One moment, please. As you get to that place in your walking, God, that he is your primary focus. He is numero uno. We say all the time, God is first in my life, but then we allow everything that's going on around us to cause us to miss him. We've got to shift. We've got to shift our mindset and get to the place where he really is first. Yes, you love your mate. Yes, you love your children. And I promise you, you don't love yours any more than I love mine, okay? Seriously. But yet and still. My love for him has to be first. It has to reign supreme. I have to keep my focus on him. Why? Because if I miss him, then I leave not only myself open, but I leave my loved ones open too. Because I've been called to be that one, to stand in the gap on their behalf, and so have you been. So you cannot allow that everything that's going on to cause you to get so entangled, so worried, so stressed out, that you miss God. We've got to get our focus back on track. God, what are you saying in the midst of this situation? God, what is my stand in this situation? Do I stand flat-footed and ball up my fist and fight? Or do I be still and see the salvation of the Lord in the midst? Am I to open my mouth and speak? Or am I to be silent and allow you to work it out on my behalf? Lord, what are you calling me to in this hour? And then when you reveal yourself to me, when you tell me what it is that you want me to do, then with obedience, with complete obedience, I will carry out your directive. We're entangling ourselves in the things and the cares of this world. We're walking in disobedience to the things that God has called us to because we think that we've got to fix it or we think that we know better than God. No matter what God said, I know it. <laughs> I'm going to take you there. I said that once. So I, I'm, please understand. I'm not. Talking down to you, I'm not putting you down. What I'm trying to do is to raise you up, to get you to that place of victory in God, to get you to that place where there is no more vacillating to and fro in your walk. That your faith is set. That you know that you know that you know the God that you serve, you know that you know that you know he has your best interest at heart. And even though you don't understand what he is telling you to do today, you're going to do it because you know it's going to have great berries on tomorrow. You've got to get to that place, people. We've got to to do that shift within ourselves where it's like, God, for you I live and for you I will die. I will not detour from what you are telling me to do because I know that you know more than I do. All I can see is what's going on around me. All I can testify to is the hell that I'm walking through right now. But I know that I know that I know. You've got a blanket over me, and you're keeping those flames off of me. I feel that I'm in the fiery furnace, just like Meshach, Shedrach, and Abednego. But when I open my eyes and look and have vision, not just sight, but have vision, then I see you in the midst of this fiery furnace, and I know I am not even being singed. I can walk through it. When I see the flood waters coming at me. I don't have to panic because you are raising up a standard against that flood that's coming at me, but I won't be able to stand in it unless I'm listening, I'm attentively paying attention to what it is you are speaking to my heart. What are you speaking to my spirit? I'll never forget, I've been through some things. I was walking through a wilderness place in my life, and I knew what God had told me. He told me to be still and to know that he was God. And I never will forget this day. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I just got to a place of being tired of not having, being weary of the journey at that moment, feeling like because that was my nature that I needed to do something to make something happen, even though what God had told me was to be still and know that he was God. And out of my mouth, I said these words. I know what God said, but and as soon as I said it, there was a grieving in my spirit. as soon as I said it, I know what God said, but and later on that evening in in the most loving manner that a father could come to his child, he just reminded me of some things, and he said. Do you understand what you said today? And there was no arguing with him. There was no what, Lord, or trying to be coy with it or trying to play like I didn't know what he was talking about. I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I said, yes, Lord. And he told me, the only but that needs to come out of your mouth is but God. But God. And it took me to a place in him of of understanding that my words, my words dictate my outcome, my words dictate my right nows, my words are vitally important and I have to watch what comes out of my mouth. See, because out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So in my heart, right that moment when I said, I know what God said, but... In my heart, right that moment, I was saying, I don't trust you, Lord. I know what you told me, but I don't have enough faith in you to trust you to bring me out of this thing. That's what my heart was seeking at that moment. Now, thanks be unto God, it was a fleeting thought. (laughs) It was a fleeting moment. But some of us have those moments and we get stuck in them. And we're so busy running around trying to make it happen, trying to fix things, that we lose sight of the God that we say we serve. Who is he? He is God, the almighty, almighty, not just the mighty one, but all might, all power resides in him had a little philosophical debate with my cousin yesterday because I sent out happy resurrection taxes and you know he's, he's like yeah vacillating between Christianity and Islam and all these different things and so he was had his little thing to say but one of the things that he said and it, it's a true thing that many Christians forget that God holds all power So, and it it registered within my spirit not to get angry with the things he said, but to take note. And listen, he's right. And my response was, oh, I could never forget that. Why could I never forget that? Because if he didn't hold all power, then he couldn't give power unto me to defeat my enemy. He couldn't give power unto me to stand and to trample on the serpents and scorpions. He couldn't give power unto me to speak his word in authority. So I understand that he holds all power. And if I understand that he holds all power, then I must understand that if I am going to survive, if I'm going to thrive, if I'm going to be victorious, then it's going to come from him because he holds all power. Even in Isaiah uh, Isaiah 52, I believe it is, he said "He said that he created the wasted to destroy. You guys got to get a vision of this. You got to get a vision of this. Sometimes we're so busy praising God for the different things and his goodness and his mercy that we miss some things that he has spoken, and, and we need to come back and, and get a hold of it. Hold on one second. Let me find you. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> Isaiah 55. <clears throat> Isaiah 55. Um, The 14th verse, it says, you shall establish yourself in righteousness, in conformity with God's will and order. You shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Now listen to this. Behold, they may gather together and stir up strife, but it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife against you, you you shall fall and surrender to you. Now, this is what I want you to catch, this next verse. This next one is powerful. He said, Behold, I have created the smith who blows on the fire of coals and who produces a weapon for its purpose. And I have created the, the devastator to destroy. He said he created that. He created that. King James reads it like this. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth on the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. Okay? That's God. I I, I think that we get so caught up in his grace and his mercy and everything, we forget. We, God holds all power, all might in his hand, And then he goes on to say what we always quote, but we, we forgot the first part of it. He goes on to say, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Why can he tell you no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper? Because he knows the weapons that he created. They're within his grasp, They're within his reach. We forget all power. All power belongs to God. So when he tells you not to entangle yourself in the affairs of this life, what he is telling you is don't get so caught up in everything that's going on around you that you miss me. You enlisted with me. You need to carry out my orders. You need to hear me. If I say be still, you need to be still. I've said this often, and this is true. That was the hardest assignment God ever gave me was to be still. If he gives me assignment to go out there and to do, I'm tenacious in it. I'm a doer. I'm a go-getter. That's my nature. He created that within me. I'm bold in myself. I understand that. And he gave me that boldness to serve him with it. So, in all that I do i've got to make sure that as I speak i speak it in him I've got to make sure that i'm clear in him so I want you to get a clear picture we're coming down to the close of the program, but I want you to get a clear picture and a clear understanding that you've got to stop entangling yourself and everything that's around you to the point where you miss God what has he spoken to you what does Directives has he given you and you have not followed through with? Some of us are just saying, God, I don't know what to do. God is silent. God is not speaking to me. Why is he not giving me what I need? And it's not that he's not giving you what you need. It's that you have not heeded what he told you to begin with. Ah, blessed be the name of the Lord. Wow, we are out of time. We are out of time. But I'm praying. I am praying that this little tidbit will help you do that shift, do that shift in your heart. I'm going to keep on just for a little while longer. Those of you that are in the chat room and listening online, if by any chance it cuts you off, I pray it doesn't because I know it will keep recording, you can always call in at 347-884-9977 to continue on. And and I won't be on much longer because I'm mindful of your time, but I, I don't want you to miss what God is saying. Please make sure that whatever you're doing in life, that you're taking the time to hear from God. Please make sure that you're not so caught up in stress and worry that you're missing what God is telling you to do. Make sure that you're mindful of what he is speaking in your life. Remember what I said a little while ago. He's called you as that intercessor for your loved ones. Don't be so caught up in what's going on in your loved one's life that you miss what God is calling you to do. You want to pray accurate prayers. You want to pray prophetically. You want to hit the mark. When you pray, you're praying, you're opening up your mouth, and you're decreeing what God is speaking over their lives. So make sure you're clearly hearing from him. Don't entangle yourself in the affairs of this world to the place of worry and stress, to the place where you miss God. You don't want to miss God. I give him praise for today. I give him praise for his glory and his honor. We're going to continue this next week because there's so much that he's given me dealing with our enemies. And This is just the beginning. This is just the introduction to it. This is just to say get your mindset straight. You cannot get your strategies intact if your mindset is not straight. Straighten your mindset so that your focus is nothing but the will of God in your life, vitally, vitally important. So we give God praise. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And as I promised, I don't want to not allow um, the person that had their hand up to to speak or to share or what have you. Carly, you're calling from area code 661. I've opened up your line. Did you have a question or comment?
3: Yes, I was just calling to say that this this word definitely carried me throughout this whole block talk radio time that you uh, prevailed. And I, I just feel that th- this word is it, something that I need to, to be, you know, more as far as being still and understanding how, to be still more and hear from God. And that's what I'm seeking more is the revelation of God. And I just want to thank you for for your insight on that. And if you had a word for me, um, if it's okay if you could pray for me and see what God God is trying to tell me right now. I would be
2: more than honored to pray for you. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your son, your son who is seeking you, seeking to know you more, seeking to walk in your will, oh, Lord God. I pray that you would reveal even the more unto him, Father God. Lord, you called him to be still. I know what it's like to be in that, that place of stillness, that quietness. And sometimes, Lord, it's a difficult place to be. But, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen him in that time of stillness that you would, Lord God, continue to work on his heart and his mind, Lord God, in his Spirit, so that he becomes one with you, that in that quiet time, in that place, Lord God, that secret place that you will carry him to in you, oh God, that you will reveal your strategies to him, that, Father God, you will reveal your love to him, that, Lord, any place in his life where there is lack, you will be his provision, Lord God. You will bring clarity to his situation. You will bring clarity to his life. Ah, hallelujah, Lord. I just hear that that there's there's chaos and there's a lot going on around him. But I'm praying, Lord, in the midst of where he is right now in you, Lord, you would bring clarity, that peace, Lord, that surpasses all understanding. When we're in upheaval, Father God, and that peace is missing, it's hard to think clearly. But, Lord, I just speak clarity of mind to him right now. I speak stillness in his Oh, God, that his spirit is not all over the place, Father God, but there will be a calmness, a calming within him, Lord God, a calmness within his spirit, Father. We just thank you. We thank you, Father, that you're so mindful of your children, Lord, that you never leave them where they are. You always elevate them to a different place in you. So I thank you that even as he's walking through this time, You're elevating him to a deeper level of understanding who you are and what you've called him to. We give you the praise and the glory for it, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving on your son. Thank you for loving on your son, oh God. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Unto you be the glory, Father. Unto you be the honor. In the name of Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, we decree and declare yes. that it is so. Amen. Thank yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. You, Lord. Yes. God. Ah, bless yes. your name, Lord. Bless your name. What to you? Thank, thank you, Father. Jesus. Thank, you, thank you, Father. You be blessed, my brother. And, and take that time, that stillness, that quiet time to just press even deeper in into him. My, my cousin and I were talking about this yesterday, that, you know, there comes a rest in God. And a lot of times we don't understand it. When he tells us to be still, there's that rest in him. But we're in that rest place so that we can gain the strategy for what's to come.
0: Yeah, so you need to yeah. take
2: full advantage of this time that he's telling you to be still, because he needs you still, so that he can impart within you that that he's going to need to pull out of you in what's to come. So yes, know I've, that. press into him yes. even the more.
3: I've I've been even though I don't get revelation, I just been doing things by faith and doing doing God's word as far as. You know, when it's time to go uh, heal people or talk about finances or anything, I pray with people just because. And I just want to, I just want to be able to lift them up, and then also have direction because you have some people who who just don't believe in God. But I want Him to, to lift me up even more and show me the light as far as understanding when people saw that. God is still smiling on me no matter what. So, and I'm doing His word, and, and, and to lift up His 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 kingdom, and, and that's what's most important. So Amen. That's, that's why I'm Amen. just doing it by faith, and, and and knowing that even by faith, God is still pleased in His holy presence. Amen.
2: Amen. That is what pleases Him as you go forth in faith. So. Well, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in to, to God Be the Glory for what he is doing in and through your life. Amen. Yes,
3: and, and thank you for
2: Oh, uh, Amen. We've got to close out right now. Um, we thank and praise God for this time that he has given us. I pray that you have been blessed on tonight. Please join us again next Monday night because God has has so much that he wants to reveal unto us on how we handle the situations of life and how we handle warfare and the enemies that we encounter. So please join us again next Monday night, same faith time, same faith channel. We give God the praise. God bless you.